to the No Clue Podcast, episode 177. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. Second round of the NBA playoffs. Two games in. We're two games in all around. Today is the break day. We're yeah. recording on uh, Thursday, uh, Cinco de Mayo. Happy Cinco de Mayo to uh, everyone out there. Uh, let's get to the 2-0, final, uh, 2-0 yes. series first. Um, in the West, uh, <laughs> Phoenix, Phoenix and Dallas, both pretty much. Well, they're both blowouts. Both yes. easy wins for Phoenix. Yes, seemingly everyone is healthy for both teams. I believe, right? Yeah, pretty much at least. Yeah. Um, what do you think? Where do you, where do you want to start with this? I, I think this is the the most simple like series to analyze. I think it's over. Yeah, it is. I maybe I, I'll give Dallas. I think they have a chance to take a game. You know, their home crowd. You know, Luca could go even crazier than he's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure Brunson or Dinwiddie will have a good game. Mm-hmm. But they can't stop anyone on Phoenix. That is the uh, big issue. Yes, I mean by a long shot. I I was um and Jason Kidd, by the way, shows a complete lack of awareness to both games. Talk about how somebody other than Luca needs to step up. Well, whose job is that? Maybe maybe you got to step up as a roster to not allow a layup drill on the other end. That would be nice. I mean, the bigs would be nice. The bigs have gotten some of the easiest baskets I've ever seen. The bigs for uh, as an Aiton and McGee, yeah, and Biombo. Yeah, Biombo kind of came in eating low key. I mean, they found they find like real rotation minutes for three centers, and they all managed to eat in their short time span. Yep. I mean, Bridges is posting guys up. That has been crazy. He's been, like, doing a pick-and-roll play where he takes Brunson inside every single time. Yes. And the two – and the reason to me why this series is over Mm -hmm. is Brunson is too small to guard anyone. Mm -hmm. And Luca's too slow to guard any of the guards for Phoenix. Right. Which you and, know, CP happens to be capitalizing on more than most. And then the the bigs and forwards for uh, Dallas can't guard anybody. Bigs, small, you know, guards they can't guard anyone on the entire Phoenix team. And the and those forwards, I mean, Bertans, Kleber, and Powell yes. are just there's just nothing they can do out there. It just it, isn't. And it's tough because Dallas like. Even if they get swept, which very well probably could happen, mm-hmm. they're going to come away thinking like, you know, we're, we made a step in the right direction. We won a series first time in a while. If anything, your win in the previous round is more of an indictment on the other team. Yeah, because to me, Brunson was too small to guard any of them, too. They just didn't use it. And... And I'm watching this series. Brunson's not getting to the inside the paint at any time he wants. Nope. 
I mean, that's just I talked about it like every time we talked about the series, but he's just getting in the paint and then we're trying to play deep. Like, that's too late. Right. And meanwhile, Phoenix, everyone's doing the same thing. Bridges is inside. Cam Johnson's getting lay- Cam Johnson was a shooter all year, is getting layups and dunks. I saw um Jake Crowder take guys off the dribble. Yeah. Uh last night. Yeah. Um Jay Crowder, who, who was in a shooting slump essentially all year. Yep. Immediately out of his slump, by the way. <laughs> yeah. And hitting and getting getting inside, which is like really hasn't been his game since he left Dallas. I mean, honestly, it, it watching this second game, and I rewatched the second half today because I really wanted to see if like I'm missing something. Yeah. I mean, the second half to me was worse. Phoenix's yeah. shots got easier and easier. They did. I mean, did. like the entire fourth quarter, or let's say the first six minutes when the Suns go on their huge run to blow the game open. Yeah. I mean, CP CP's coming off every screen and getting to the free throw line. Yep. He don't he doesn't miss those. Never. And they're just one of the best in the league. Letting him, it's easy, easy, easy. And the commentators are losing their mind. Oh my God, CP is so clutch, like so incredible. He's not even sweating. It's like he's doing a drill, like he's doing exactly. a pull up drill. Yeah, man. And and, on the, and he on wanted Luca every time. Oh yeah, yeah. And on the other side, like you know, we mentioned earlier with uh, off mic, what the game plan seemed to be for Phoenix is just make Luca create for anyone else on the team. And he couldn't yes. do that. Yes. They were actually, I mean, I know I say this every single time we talk about Luca, but he was going right every time, get, getting layups, or he'd go left and they'd cut it off step and back. make it force a pass and he'd do a step back or he'd shoot like really off-balance layup. And they were cool with that as long as no one else scored. Yeah. They, I'll, they stopped I'll put all it- the cuts. They contained all the kickouts. Yes. And they made Luca make the decision every time. Yes. And Luca is turnover prone. Every mm-hmm. high usage player is. Yeah. Um, but the, the interesting thing to me is Phoenix is very self-aware coming into the series. Mm-hmm. Luca can play the island game the whole all day, 45. He probably have a 50 piece at home. But we could strap every other player. Yep. Brunson has been taken out. Dinwiddie's been taken out. Dinwiddie's barely even getting shots. Yeah. Uh, so to me, I just I there's nothing Dallas could do. I I will say this. I think Dallas's players have gotten used to standing and watching Luca and waiting for teams to collapse on him, and they've gotten used to standing in one place waiting for you know a three point look. But yeah. what Phoenix has done is just said, okay, well, just beat us playing king of the court all game. Yep. And we're not ever, we're never going to let you kick it out. We're just going to let you take us one-on-one. And if you beat us one-on-one, you beat us. If you miss one-on-one, you know, we get the ball back. You can't play 48 minutes doing that. Yeah. They've cut, completely shut off uh, outlets to Kleber, outlets to Bertans, outlets to um, Finney Smith. And those guys almost don't exist in the game when he's if doing they're it. not getting kickouts they're useless and they have completely shut off the kickouts like i i, I watched how luca and shamit were just going back 
like one on one for three straight plays, and Sham was just checking him one on one, no help, no help at all. Just yep. I'm just gonna force you one way. I'm gonna make you take a shot. I want you to take because in the second half they he didn't go right to the basket as much. First half he got was getting right hand layups the whole time, yeah. but the second half he wasn't going to to the right as much. You they were forcing him to um, shoot those like fake jab pull ups. Uh, fake jabs, side steps. The little go right, those. go right, uh, turn around over the shoulder. Yeah, they were forcing anything but a right hand layup. Yep. And they were getting the rebounds. And may- obviously, he was going to make some, but he can't make, you know, enough to score 120 points. Yeah. So I just, I think he, um, Dallas needs to stop trying to copy the the Houston Harden play style. They do. If because if they pl- come back with mostly this roster next year, there's a good chance they won't go to the playoffs. Right. Right. This roster this year it was, I think they use um, they used it up. Like they showed the best they can do this year. In my opinion. yeah, they can't get any better. I, I can't imagine any of these players. They don't really have any players to develop. Um, I think getting Hardaway back maybe wins you five more games, ten more games than you won last season, but doesn't do any more for you in the playoffs. So I mean, <clears throat> I think they're probably a big, a big trade away from contending. And you know what? But, I uh, will I will give Utah credit because they put Dallas in a very good position now, where Finney Smith is a lot more valuable to me than he was at the start of the year. You're Clever funny, giving Utah game. credit for that. Yeah, <laughs> they did though. You're I right. mean, Brunson's about to get a big fucking contract for that series alone. I would trade Brunson as soon as the season's over. And there's a lot of teams I could use him. Trade him while he's hot, because the, the, That's the thing what is, a lot of these guys are now. They are, yeah. And Brunson at his peak, he just doesn't. I don't think him. He helps that team at his peak. No, I, I just don't. I think he's a really good player, but I think if you could trade. If you could flip Brunson, you know, Hardaway gets healthy, trade Hardaway, trade Clever and Powell and and go for, you know, a solid big or a haul from one of these teams trying to, you know, get right with their roster. I I think you do that ASAP. Yeah, I really do. Yeah. Yeah. I think they could haul some of the magic players and have a whole new roster. This team with Luca and, like five magic players and be contending next year. Honestly, yeah. they need a second dynamic threat. You do in the center, yeah. just like a, a position filling center. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, um, I don't know. It's hard. The magic are hard particularly, but I know window, uh, Carter juniors, um, like reaching an apex. So I, I think he's yeah. going to be, I feel like the Magic are just like a D, uh, G League team now where they're just going to develop guys, and as soon as they get good, they're just going to trade them for picks. Yeah. I mean, uh, Bamba <laughs> is like a that. center now, right? Yeah. He looks yeah. all right the few times I've known, I've seen him out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know what they're building for anymore, so I think they may trade Window Carter Jr. And then um, and Gary Harris, I think his contract would be up, so he'll be – available as well so i mean they got some pieces i feel like sacramento is going to work with what they got um 
I mean, maybe we'll, the, maybe we'll he'll get snag into, Yeah, we'll get into the the <laughs> some of that more in the off season. Yeah, but I, yeah, I yeah. Dallas will be a team I think we'll talk about a lot coming into next year. Yeah, I do too. I do too. I definitely do. Okay, back to the East. I mean, now to the East, uh, 2-0 series as well, which, which is Philly, uh, the 76ers, in the Miami Heat. Yeah. Um, no Embiid. Big problems for uh, yeah. Philly. You know what's weird to me? What? Philly is trying to play like they're as good as Miami is. Mm-hmm. That's you heard what really Dot said in the clip. Bizarre about this. Yeah, I mean that. I just is it... Go ahead. Doc is again. Doc, he put a target on his own back. Okay, I, I just want to make that clear. Like he put into perspective his own past failures. Yeah, uh, but I just you come out the series, you're you go zone which I just – I can't think of a dumber time to go zone than against the Heat. Normally, people go zone to protect the paint, but you're doing that on the team that had the best three-point percentage in the league this year. <laughs> so I don't, I don't really understand why you're protecting the paint from the best shooting team in the league. Yes. It doesn't make sense. You're starting DeAndre Jordan. I mean, honestly. Who hasn't played bad in his few minutes, but it clearly uh, game two, he wasn't awful. Right. But clearly looks like he lacks energy and he can't, he just can't keep up with Miami. Definitely not. And Reed, Reed has given them better minutes both games. Yeah. But then, like, he still is like afraid to put Millsap in there for more than three minutes, <clears throat> more than garbage minutes. Yeah, and it's just bizarre because you're obviously undersized without Embiid. That like that's pretty clear, and yet you don't want to commit to playing small, right, bro? Both times they've looked really good was late in the first half, playing without a real center. Mm-hmm. Now, I know Miami will probably figure it out. They'll probably, you know, eventually regain control. But you you use your small lineup for like five, ten minutes. Yeah. I, I just got I don't understand. shots with it. Yeah. Why are we not playing to our strengths? I, you know, I think, I think one problem with Philly is that Doc Rivers with that team has like just a team full of wild cards. I mean, I, I don't know what I'm getting out of any of those guys on a consistent basis. That's um, a good point. Tobias Harris, I his whole career has been... Liable, liable to disappear. Liable to disappear, or he may give you 28 in the next game. Who knows? I'm like, wow, he's my is he my second option? And then next game, no way. There's no way. He's right. Uh, Niang... May hit six threes, may go 0 for 6 the next game, and foul out in the third quarter like he did last night. Corkmaz um, may be may look like the best shooter in the league one night, and then I like Corkmaz by the way. I I like him too, but sometimes he just 
does nothing. I don't understand. Yeah, he's very great. out of control sometimes. It's it's weird. He'll shoot great one night, and then the next night he just does literally nothing. Maxi sometimes he attacks and he attacks and attacks like Iverson, and the next time he just throws perimeter passes and takes yes. like, spot up threes. Yes, what are you doing? Yes, then, I can't stand. It. I'm like, dude, you're killing guys off the dribble. Why are we not trying that every touch? And then finally, the MVP. The beer. Whoa, whoa, whoa! You're missing one. The brick, Who? the brick house uh, himself, Danny. Danny agree. <laughs> one of the greatest role playing point shooters. That ever. game too, and yeah, Danny Green. Obviously, he's a champ. He's been around forever. He's he's a rotation player anywhere. I think. Yeah. But my God, those bricks the other day were just. Yesterday was disgusting. He was trying and he was trying things. He was trying step backs. One time he pumped fake, did a little one oh. dribble and step back. <laughs> Have I'm you like, ever you seen doing? a good possession with him dribbling more than three times? I've never seen a good possession with him dribbling at all. Exactly. It's bad. And so then we get to Harden, who no no one on the planet knows why he's not playing well. Uh we don't know if he's hurt. We don't know I if- do. You know he's hurt? No, no, he's lazy. <laughs> he's always been lazy. He's been no, lazy no, 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 no. an average 30. But he's been uh, willing to put up bricks. Right. That's the now, missing ingredient here. I would rather, I would t- tell Harden, like, honestly, I mean, I know they can't do this, but the front office should tell Harden, look, if you don't take 30 shots this game, I'm docking your pay for the game. Because him going out there with 13 shots does nothing. It doesn't help nothing. them. It doesn't yeah. hurt them. It does absolutely nothing to determine the game. I'd rather him take 50 shots and miss 30 of them than him go out there and just take 13. It doesn't make any sense. I, again, I, I'm completely with you. And I, you know, I've been on this, you know, that the fact that he's washed up, which is yeah. pretty obvious now. I think the whole basketball world sees it. Pretty much. But my problem here is, I didn't expect much because, again, I knew he was washed. I didn't yeah. expect him to, like, split who's the good guard between him and Maxi. Right. They're like a combo threat now. I know. And and neither of them are consistent, so it's just a mess. And then sometimes neither of them attack. So it's like, what well, I've never seen a team with more complete wild cards like that are all playing in their wild card like opposite yeah the worst part of the wild card ever and then we have i mean you get to their bench dabble played 20 minutes and took zero shots last night zero i mean doc Doc doesn't even respect his own bench outside of niang shake milton is another guy inconsistent sometimes he comes in with energy looking to attack, looking like with a chip on his shoulder. And the next night he acts like he deserves to be on the bench. Or sometimes he just gets a DMP. Is I feel like Doc can like can sense that, oh, Shake isn't, didn't bring it tonight. So I'm just not even going to put him in. Yeah, like it happens. Know. It does. It is weird a, because Reed is probably their most consistent role guy as far as just what he brings. Yeah. And for some reason, he gets in foul trouble and Doc just yanks him out the game. Yeah. Like, bro, Reed is a guy I, I couldn't care less if he fouls out in the third quarter. Right. 
but for some reason we got to manage his minutes, even though we're not really even playing him. What? I know he, he took him out when he was in foul trouble, but left Niang to foul out on the third quarter. Why? Like, again, I don't understand the, the logic there. So this, this is another just odd coaching job by Doc and another just, it's just, the 76 is just not showing up, to be honest. I mean, aside from Doc, none of the players are showing up. None of the players are being aggressive. They all look like, you know, they're hurt that Embiid is hurt. So it's just, I just can't imagine them winning, especially if Embiid has been listed as out for next game. I just can't imagine them winning again. Um, on the opposite side, uh, Miami looks great. Uh, Tyler Hero has been uh, crowned six man of the year. We'll get to that a little bit later. Um, Jimmy Butler's playing. He's leading. He's not playing hard. He doesn't have to. He's not playing hard, but he's leading. Bam looks great. He's not coasting. And, I'll give him credit. Yeah, he's he's one level past coasting. Yeah. But two levels behind playing hard. Uh, Oladipo right. has come in. Oladipo has come in looking amazing, by the way. Yeah. He's shooting fantastic. He's playing good defense. He's getting to the basket at will. Um I I don't have I haven't seen many weaknesses for them, honestly. I mean they're, Vincent looks good. They're similar to Phoenix, where the roster is very complete. Uh, obviously, you have a great coaching staff that's playing to their players' strengths. Right. It, it's almost always, it seems like Spolster almost always makes the right sub. Mm-hmm. And Phoenix Wayne is the Deadman. same way. Yeah. Wayne Deadman has been eating. Yeah. Eating. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's yeah. another, like, you're li- literally saying DeAndre is washed up. <laughs> yeah. If Deadman comes in there and gives him the business. Come on, man. Deadman's a vet. I'll give him that, but he's not a good vet. Well, they said Deadman's age the other day. I was so shocked. Um, I mean, yeah. I always he just looked old to me. <laughs> he's only thirty-two. Deal. I could have swore he was like he's an old thirty-two. <laughs> he's been in the league since uh, twenty thirteen. Yeah, he's been around I really, a minute. Oh, his nickname is the mechanic. I never knew that. <laughs> Dwayne the mechanic Denman. Where, where are we getting these nicknames? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, Miami looks really good, and I'm not surprised <laughs> at all. Uh no, I'm not. I'm not either, man. They um the thing about Miami, which is good, is that it's just a really bad matchup for Philly because Miami probably has the most guys that consistently give you everything, give you the same thing every night other than Jimmy Butler. So you put that up against guys who don't show up and this is what you get. You get, you know, t- to be honest weapons. with you, kind of thinking about it, I think the high usage players are getting a wake up call this year. Mm-hmm. I think Showing a lot that... of them. Oh, go ahead. I just think a lot of them are being forced to play on both ends more than ever. Yeah, they're being contained a lot better, especially mm-hmm. with guys learning how not to foul. Yeah. And what I'm noticing is because KD KD has spent all this time being unguardable, 
the work ethic isn't there to keep like getting good shots. Mm -hmm. Same thing. uh, Luca later in the game, the work ethic isn't there to get good shots. Right. And now Harden, same thing. I think that, I think that there was with Milwaukee winning last year. I think that the entire NBA, um, I think they've changed how to, how the NBA plays. And I think that now, I think this happens usually when a team wins the championship. Um, I shouldn't say like any team, but a new team wins the yeah. championship. The rest of the league automatically starts kind of playing how they play in some sort of way, at least. So I think that we left from uh, the the high usage guards like, you know, Westbrook, like um, Harden, Harden, Damian Lillard, uh, those kind Trae of guys. Young is another guy who had a miserable playoffs. Trey Young as well. And, and the thing is, what Milwaukee does so well is that they have a forward that's their high usage player. And all the other guys we just named were guards. Um, their forward is their high usage player that goes in and looks for kickouts. And now every team is trying to have a kickout offense. Every team trying to figure out how they can get someone in the paint and have shooters just surrounding them, right? And LeBron did this in a way in Cleveland in his whole career. He had a situation similar to this, but he wasn't as uh, – he just wasn't as high usage as some of these other guys are, right? Yeah. Like one-on-one high usage. That wasn't his thing. I, just, but, I always remember when LeBron wasn't getting buckets – he would play off the backup guard. Mm-hmm. He would. I just I don't see that with these with these guys that I just named. KD didn't want to play off no. a soul the nope. entire series. Luca's not really playing off another soul, right? And Harden, Harden isn't even really trying, right? Right, and and I I think that um the. Grizzlies is, are another team where you see Ja has has turned into this. The offense is just Ja, and if Ja doesn't have anything, kick it out. It's Luca. If Luca doesn't have anything, he'll kick it out. It's you know all these guys have that similar thing, and we've seen it work, and we've seen how much it fails, and it's failed more than it works because no one has that Milwaukee team, and no one has that Raptors team either. And again, it's not feeding Giannis all day, every day. Nope. If Giannis is getting stopped, he's off ball full time. I'm, I'm all over the place. I'm wreaking havoc. That's where, what teams are missing. Yep. That is what teams and, are missing. I mean, yeah. I mean, I keep I go back to this all the time with so many people I talk to. That clip of Kobe and, inter, and T-Mac where Kobe literally breaks down why Harden wouldn't win a championship playing the way he did in Houston. Yeah. I, I'm just surprised that some of these other guys aren't seeing that. Right. Right. Um, the, the thing is that separates Milwaukee is that they have uh, Drew Holiday, who really isn't the traditional point guard, but he is the next ball handler that is an all-star caliber guy who plays on both ends, who can do everything basically that Giannis can do, just, you know, six inches shorter. And doesn't have to do it all the time. 
he has so much more to his game than just that, where we have a Mike Conley whose game seems like it gets more limited every year. We have a Jalen Brunson who's 6'2", who can't do anything on the defensive end. We have, uh, you know, after Trey, we have no one. After Damian Lillard, we had CJ who couldn't get anyone else on the team involved at that time. Now he can, but at that time he could not. So we had all these other situations where they were missing that Drew Holiday guy. And then this is this is where we are. We I mean, even Memphis doesn't have really that guy. Ja has has to be spectacular to do it. And the other team has to fail spectacularly <clears throat> for him to do it. Uh you know who was smart enough to think into? about this? What? The most antisocial human being on the planet, Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> yeah. Kawhi Leonard, yeah. the most antisocial human being on the planet, when he wanted to play in LA said, yo, I'm not going to be the sole option. Right. I don't know why it zoomed in, but uh, I just, I don't understand. Even Kawhi, who's this awkward, was willing to go recruit people. Yeah. Whether it worked or not, but yeah. 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 Um, I, and and I, I, I'm not so sure that people don't recruit other people. I think now there's the tampering rules now. But I think that it's it's the money, man. It's, it's a lot of greed in the NBA right now. A lot. Where I, I don't see a, a guy like Trey having the juice to recruit somebody. Um, Donovan obviously has not had the juice so far to recruit somebody. We're talking about guys who you know are good players that have systems that look like they could win if they just had one other guy. Um, you know. We just don't have any of that right now. And the the guys who do do it are the guys who are willing to risk however much it, the tampering bill is or who are willing to risk the damage it does to everything else, to their pockets. I mean, there's like no money the NBA could find Durant for it to matter to him. LeBron sure. too. Uh, but I mean, know. Draymond just exposed it if you want to finally get into that series. Yeah, yeah, let's get to it. Let's get to it. Where do you want to start? Um, Grizzlies, Warriors. Grizzlies, Warriors. Uh, let's start with the foul first. The uh, Which one? Let's go with the first one, Draymond's. Okay. Uh, so first game, Draymond hacks Brandon Clark. Brandon Clark falls to the ground. Draymond pulls his jersey, and he gets a flagrant two and is ejected. I don't know. Um, Big controversy about this. Me and Mike went over the tape. We're not going to get into that right now, but we've went over the tape multiple times. The whole world has. Um, I want to say this about the refereeing in game one. I thought it was atrocious overall. I thought the Memphis, um, the Memphis calls were so far. Uh, the number of calls was way more than uh, Golden State's. Like, they got way more calls their way than Golden State. I thought it was obvious. Yeah. And um, for me, and I, you know, obviously I had to go on the Twitter sphere to see uh, what everyone else thought. And I saw everybody feeling the same way. I saw it. sometimes sometimes I'm watching them like, oh, I might be tripping. Right. Because I kind of I like Golden State. So maybe, maybe I'm I a little biased. So I had to check everyone that felt the same way. So the thing is, when that happens, uh 
and I mentioned to mentioned this to you off air, but that sets a precedent for the next game, right? Because everyone knows that, everyone felt that, everyone saw that call, whether they agreed with it or not. We heard, um, you know, heard all the media outlets talking about it. So the next game, I knew, I kind of knew the calls would have to be. There'd be a lot of reviewable situations in this game, second game. Dylan Brooks got us started early and quit and handled it quick. Right. Um, Gary Payton drives to the basket. Second game, Gary Payton Jr. drives to the basket, gets whacked in the back of the head, falls down. Could, yeah, and you could tell by his fall, the way his the way his arm landed, that he is not coming back for this minimum this series. Right, fractured his form, his elbow, fractured elbow. his elbow. Um, and it's actually basically pretty much the exact same thing that happened earlier with uh, Alex Caruso and Grayson Allen. Mm. Grayson Allen got suspended a game for that, got a flagrant two for that, got fined for that. So as precedent goes, I'm sure that after um, they called a flagrant two in the game, obviously the suspension is taken care of after the games, but I'm sure they looked back at the footage and said, well, Grayson Allen did a similar thing. Same thing happened, by the way. Caruso also fractured, I believe, his wrist, though. Yeah, and, wrist. Right, Shooting wrist, too. That's tough. Right. Suspended him for that. So we have to – they had to suspend Brooks for that. As soon as I saw he fractured his elbow, I knew for a fact Brooks was going to get suspended because it's yeah. such a similar situation. It, it um, like it was dirty, but it was the problem with it more so was just it was really reckless. It was reckless and it was unnecessary. Yeah, yeah. Kerr made a good point is that like you put him in a position to get hurt. That's right. that's where it's messed up. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, I mean, listen, it's two points, two points. It, you see all the time when guys get breakaways sometimes. The guy's just like, look, I'm not going to foul him because I'm going to have to foul him if I defend the shot. That was one of those where he would have to foul him if he defended that shot. Gary Payton jumps higher than everyone on either team other than Ja. So what, what are we going to do? However, there's nothing he could do to stop that dunk from happening. So there it is. Let, so, let me uh, ask you this. Um, so that play happens, and the momentum – kind of teeters for the to me for this series this entire game why why do you think memphis won this game because my reason is in i'm sure completely different than yours for me it was simply just turnovers man that's it i think golden state's golden state has gotten so loose with the ball losing Draymond for that small stretch they lost him Again, I'm not sure if it was a uh, a blessing or a curse for them, uh, but they lost him for I want to say two quarters in this game, a yeah. quarter and a half. Yeah. To a, a elbow to the face, bleeding. He gave the crowd a middle finger because they were booing him while he was bleeding. I get that. I'm not mad at that at all. But anyway, um, the looseness, looseless looseness with the ball in this game was just. It was disgusting for me to watch, to be honest. Um, this is this was bad in a playoff game. In a, in a playoff game, the turnovers were so bad. And even down the stretch, they were bad. Oh. I mean, that one pass, was it Steph throwing it to um, Poole at the top of the key? And, like, he threw it right into 
forgot whose the, hands he that's what's veins, crazy to me what's crazy is game one the warriors kind of <clears throat> they proved my point where down the stretch they're getting better possessions better shots yeah and game two was the exact opposite yeah and i'm like watching yeah. i'm like man i i know we're turnover prone but this is just this is like the roster caught it Draymond had four turnovers. Steph had five turnovers. Oh. Poole had three. Wiggins had three. That's all. All your top four guys. Clay. Clay bricked all the potential turnovers he could have had. Right. Yeah. All your other you like players that are heavily involved were turnover prone. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. The high usage guys were turning the ball over. So, so to me, the thing is. And I know that the turnovers didn't all like result in fast breaks, but if there's one team you cannot turn the ball over, it's Memphis. Because if you do turn it to a fast break, there's nothing you can do to stop Ja. Nothing. That's what I'm saying. It's not even Memphis. It's literally it was the same with LeBron. It wasn't the Cavs. It was LeBron in Miami. Right. It was LeBron and Wade. It's the yeah. same thing. You cannot let Morant get out in transition. Yeah. Or he's going to do what he did. And the other thing is the the amount of threes, I know know who the Warriors are. They're the best three-point shooting team ever. They have the Splash Brothers, the Splash Triplets, the Pool Party, whatever. But Wiggins one for seven, Clay two for 12. Do you know what threes normally produce? Long rebounds. You know who is the fastest guy in the gym? The most unstoppable fast break player? The other team's point guard. The other team's point guard, right? So the ro- long rebounds going to Jaw also, it's just it's easy layups, and he yeah. had eight rebounds. Surprise, surprise. So, and again, I know not all their points were fast breaks, but the thing is, the ball gets in his hands in a transition, even if it's not a fast break, it's transition where if you if you guys aren't back set up, if someone is still backpedaling, um, if if they're trying to uh, pick up their man and it's a bad switch, it's a layup. Yep. It's a layup. Jordan Poole on jaw is a layup. We saw it. Jordan Poole spun around, did uh, a pin drop dance move on the basketball court. So, I mean, it's like. They're putting a lot of guys on Morant who like cannot check him. Like Wiggins is another guy they try to put on him. I'm like, dude, he is not mobile enough at all to check the top three athlete in the league. Right. And I think overall, defensively, I didn't, I didn't think Golden State's uh, game plan was all that bad. I, no. Just the turnovers were just atrocious. It, but now, why do you think Golden State lost? Is it different than that? Slightly. Okay. It, it connects back to the sloppy play. Okay. But the we talked about the play happening. And yeah. I thought the most – the biggest thing that happened to the Grizzlies – was Dylan Brooks getting ejected? Mm. It eliminated his... the dumbest player in game one by far. <laughs> yeah, his shot selection in game one was really bad. Really bad. He had two or three awful turnovers. It was so bad just for the people who, you know, aren't aware of that detail. He had four mm-hmm. air balls. Yeah. One of them was contested. So, you know, just to put it in perspective, he didn't take an insane amount of shots, but all of them were bad quality. Right. 
Right. And you might be right. And in game two, he's ejected. All of a sudden, they're going stretches, long stretches where I see good possessions. They're getting it to guys that should be. They're not. Their possessions don't die by somebody taking an awful shot. Yep. (laughs) Because they lost the one guy who was doing that. Yeah. And uh, MVP of this game, well, co-MVP of this game was DeAnthony Melton for me. He came in and had like three hellacious blocks that were like top 10. They were all top 10 level blocks and all in big moments too. Melton Melton was phenomenal in game one too, by the way. He was, yeah. And then uh, the other MVP, and it's not job, but Zaire Williams came in like a beast. He was hitting threes. He was, you know, getting out on the break. He was getting blocks, well, deflections. He just, it was just, I mean, if Brooks didn't get ejected, there wouldn't have been time for those guys because their minutes right. get put down when Brooks is there. So I'm that's, telling that's you, man. And point. if they win this next game without Brooks. <laughs> and Brooks is the odd man out. And then Brooks comes back. They blow the series. I'll I'll remember this conversation. I'll tell you that. Yeah. I'll... I'll be shocked if they win in Golden State. To be honest, I'm I'm exaggerating the like the the notion that Brooks <laughs> single handedly decided the game by getting ejected. It, well, it Brooks and the substituting definitely play a big part in how they play. So he, yeah, even if you're exaggerating, you're still probably no. At least some of it right. is definitely a valid point. And another point to yeah. me again, like Morant and Brooks are like almost toxic together. Mm-hmm. And again, without Brooks, I saw Morant the entire fourth quarter was composed. Yeah. I don't know if I've ever and seen focused. a full fourth quarter f- from him like that. And focused. Exactly. Opposite of, you know, issues I had with him after uh, game one and after the end of the last series. This game, he looked completely focused. He wasn't playing around. Yep. Uh, he wasn't over celebrating. He was just on a mission to win this game, and he did. And yep. that's the guy. He was a killer in this game for sure. And they still could have lost three, two less turnovers. They would have lost this game. Oh yeah. So if Morant, uh, they needed every point Morant had. Yeah, they did. They did. Yep. Yep. So <laughs> great series. Um. I think Golden State has to play better. I think they will play better at home, but a lot of the stuff they're doing is just them playing mindless. It's not like Memphis strapping them. They're just not making good decisions. Clay is off. Wiggins is taking way too many threes. He had the best dunk of the series. Well, second best dunk of the series, and then shot threes the rest of the game, which I I just don't understand. The dunk he had was great. It looks great. No one can stop him going to the basket. Nobody. No. The fadeaways, the, he had a nice floater early in that game as well. And then he shot threes the whole second half. I mean, a lot. some of that I think is him. He kind of does settle a lot. It is him. But, well, that's, that's my problem. It's him. It's only him. It's not Memphis oh, making okay. him do that. It was him. So that's something that needs to change for them. Um, and we're, we're kind of more uh, – Golden State heavy because we both believe Golden State is the better team here, right? Yes. So 
not saying we're rooting for Golden State, but we're saying why Golden State isn't winning instead of how Memphis won, like as is, as like uh, <laughs> what Golden State has to do better next time to win. Not that uh, Memphis is just going to go in there and beat them because neither one of us believe that it's going to be that easy. Hey, I mean, uh, if Morant's going to play like that, I don't, I don't know if Golden State's going to win another game. Right. If he's going to do that, heroics like that, you know, Golden State's in trouble for sure. And, and Bain, uh, Bain has to be more aggressive. I, I, I heard from a lot of people saying that he's playing hurt, whatever. But if if they want to win in Golden State, they're going to need more from Bain. Yeah, every night. I, I, I think he'll be fine. I think so too. I think so too. Um, okay. Anything else on that one? Uh, Steve Kerr, final point. Like uh-huh. Jordan Poole is not a secret anymore. <laughs> let's stop. Right. Let's like, let's just, when he's going, let's just play through him. Okay. We don't need to reel it in. If Steph is allowed to get five turnovers, Jordan Poole could get, you know, could get his touches going. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Cause yeah, I don't like the, oh, Jordan hit three nice. He had three nice moves. All right. Hold on. Just to save some of the next game. Yeah, (laughs) what are we doing? We need all of it today. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Because he had like an and one or two and ones and a three, and then Kurt took him out. And I was just like, what's going on? What happened? I I know. At this point, like, guys are having to get hurt for him to stay in the game. Come on. Or ejected. Yeah, one or the other. Or both. So, yeah, that is crazy. Um, It is going to be tough without – Harry Payton, the second, by the way, I think. Yeah. Um, I think he was a really good rotation piece. They started him the first game for defensive reasons. I don't like them starting pool. Um, but I guess they may go back to starting Looney since Steven Adams is likely to be back as well. Right. So uh, that that's probably what's going to happen. But just losing that rotation piece is tough because Damian Lee went out there and it, it just looked like he Nothing. hasn't played in a nah, lot of games. No, nah, nothing. It just yeah. So it is tough for them. Porter, they just cannot get anything consistent nah. from Otto Porter. Nah, they I just can't. don't understand. I don't understand why he can't hit any jump shots. He doesn't he never goes back up on his rebounds. He gets a lot of rebounds, but he never takes them back up. I don't <laughs> I don't know why he's out there. I yeah. And what's funny to me, I, I, I hate that Igadala's hurt for them too. Yeah. Yeah, because if Iguodala was there, they're like they could really clean up the rotation, even with some of the other guys out. Well, he did play the first game, right? Nah, he hasn't played since the end of the Denver series. Oh, okay. Something with yeah. his neck, I think. Mm. Yeah, I think they tough. already said. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure they already said that he's missing the rest of this series. Yeah. Uh, it would be nice to have him. They don't need him, but he definitely helps. He helps a lot. And, I mean, to be fair, though, you know, he – I barely saw him on the court when – during the year. Right. It seemed like every big Golden State game he's out in part of the injury report. Yeah, he kind of seemed like he was uh, – I thought he was player coaching, you know, like Haslam this season. No, no, no. <laughs> he had to be hurt. There's no way. He's not no. that washed up. 
No, 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 no. I was just saying by how much he was hurt, I'm like, oh, Iguodala is just not playing uh, this year. That's what I meant. I didn't mean like he didn't deserve to play. I just meant like, oh, wow, that's weird. He's not playing. That I just assumed that because <laughs> he's always dressed sitting next to Curry every night. I'm like, oh, what happened? You know? So, um, also, similar to what you said about Poole, Kamingo also is like, like if you're going to get him – thrust him into the lineup the time is now like when you need I wouldn't it. be surprised if he started <clears throat> yeah I, I wouldn't either I, I would be because I don't know why Kerr doesn't use him more but I wouldn't be surprised if that's who they went with because he helps them I think he's I mean he's by far the most athletic player on the team he gets rebounds he plays pretty good defense he's he hustles I just but Kerr another he's another guy Kerr limits his minutes Every time he starts playing well too, Kerr gets him out of there. Yeah, I don't I can't tell you why. But we'll see. We'll see in Golden State. It's always a good <laughs> story in uh the Chase Chase Arena. I, I I miss the Oracle though. I really do. I miss saying the Oracle. It's just a cool place. Um all right. Last series. Would you say this is the best series <clears throat> matchup wise? Um, I think Golden State and Memphis is a little bit better. Okay. Okay. Well, this one is also tied up 1-1. Yeah. Milwaukee and Boston. Bucks and the Celtics. Yeah. First game. Uh, Celtics looked really bad to me in the first game. Uh, another game where I thought their turnovers were atrocious. Um. Smart was kind of in and out of the game dealing with injuries, but and I didn't think anyone played particularly well for Boston. I th- I just think as a team overall they played bad. Jalen Brown has seven turnovers. Tatum had three. Um, basically, everyone had four fouls. Like the whole starting five had four fouls. Yeah. No one shot particularly great. Um, you know they hit a couple threes, but it was, wasn't anything. Didn't feel like it was affecting the game. Uh, but on the flip side, Milwaukee. Uh, physical, very physical. Very physical. And they play like Milwaukee. I mean, Bobby Portis came in and was championship Bobby. Uh, Greek Freak looked <clears throat> really good. Uh, yeah. Triple-double, easy triple-double, 24-12-13, something light. He missed a lot of shots, but stat-wise, it was easy. Um, but he also had five turnovers, but – like we said, that's what happens with high usage guys. It was uh, interesting to me. I mentioned with, I believe it was Memphis after the first round that I'm uh-huh. concerned that they're not, they didn't get tested. Mm-hmm. Boston looked like they were dealing with some of that in game one. Mm. They just spent four games getting really easy layups. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the, the layups they used to be easy. Now Brooke Lopez is there. Yeah, and also easy <laughs> kickouts. And Milwaukee right. played a similar defense to um, Phoenix, and not letting the guys get deep into the paint and you know get easy kickouts. They weren't letting them do that the first game. Yeah. So uh, that was. I love. I love how Milwaukee came in there, though. I did too. I did too. Everyone was aggressive. 
I think they knew that without Middleton, we needed guys to be even more aggressive and we needed guys to get more shots off. They got a lot of three-pointers off. They took 34 threes. Is that right? 34. Yeah, 34 threes. Didn't which, Boston take like 50? Yeah, they took a lot. Man, Boston. But they lost. Chucking them. Yeah. Taking taking a lot of threes and losing is different than taking, you know, a good amount of threes and winning. Right. But, you know, Bobby Portis took seven. West Matthews took six. Uh, Drew Holiday took five. Grayson Allen took six. But the guys who shoot, you know, Lopez only took two. Greek Freak only took two. Post to Boston. Tatum took nine. Horford took nine. Brown took nine. Smart took six. So that's that sounds like desperation to me in a losing game, you know. Um, but, but again, to me, a, a lot of that had to do with them missing layups early on and them not really be, you know, committing to that later as the game progressed. While Giannis was rim, 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 like inside the free throw line. Yeah, and the other thing is every time Jalen and uh, Jason – drove they were getting a lot of help on it right on the ball they were stripping a lot of balls yeah double teaming on the drives uh and not really double teaming but like a quick trap kind of thing they did every time they got around the elbow whoever was guarding the wing would come in like a hard trap fast to see if they would cough it up and you know i mean collapsing Again, you're coming like Jalen Brown was coming off a series where he had a lot of possessions with Patty Mills guarding him. Yep. And those were those are some of the easiest buckets I've ever seen him get. Yep. It's and it's Tatum. a different animal with Drew Holiday on you. And Tatum with Seth Curry on him. So right, right. And then and even Wes, I mean Wesley Matthews to me is not a great defender, but he's miles above Seth and Patty Mills. He's very physical. Right. And he, he's he's always playing defense. Yes. And he never takes a break on defense, never. And Grayson Allen, another one. I mean, he he likes to get into get into you, you know, touch you a lot. A lot of physical defense, active hands. Javon Carter is another guy, active hands. He'll chase you all over the court. You never you never don't notice him guarding you. Uh, and then we already know how Holiday gives it up strong. Yeah. Um, Holiday strips a lot, a lot of strips. Saw that too. So they looked great first game. Now, second game turns out to be a complete. And it was surprising because Smart was ruled out. Smart was ruled out due to his injuries from the first game. I was really nervous when I saw that. Boston wasn't. No, not at all. (laughs) Because they annihilated uh, Milwaukee in this game. It just wasn't even close. They were getting shots, shot after shot, threes. Uh, Grant Williams hit six threes. Brown hit six threes. Tatum made five. They were just swinging the ball, open shots. They were playing like the Warriors. They were playing like peak Warriors in this game. Boston is just, uh, they're so complete. They are. Like, they have what Phoenix has, what Milwaukee has. They're a very cohesive unit. Right. Without a point guard, surprisingly. Yeah, man. Both and those teams have point guards. To me, 
they got a lot of credit for their defense on KD. But again, as the series went on, KD's not working hard, so it's easier and easier. Yeah. They strap Giannis game two. Yep. No, you, none of the Euro shit that like half the league can't stop. Yep. None of the like left to right spins that for some reason he doesn't go to as much as he used to. Yeah. Uh, and again, now that he's the relentless drives aren't getting him anything. He's trying to show off the fucking mid-range game that he still doesn't really have. He's showing the pull-ups that he doesn't really, he's still not comfortable taking. Yep. And he's better at it. He took a couple that were pretty nice. He made them. But, Mm -hmm. again, Boston did such a phenomenal job staying in front of him and not because of help. Right. It was Grant Williams like cutting him off and it was honest defense it wasn't like no calls like you know it wasn't even that physical of defense they were just there yep. everywhere he went they were there with hands up hands straight up and he made him take tough shots like i i've seen games where draymond straps him but draymond easily could have fouled out if it was a different ref right i didn't see any of that with boston right. boston was just straight up like Straight, clean, strapping. Yeah, yeah man. I, and I thought similar – one thing that was impressive the, about the KD series is how many guys did a good job on him. Mm-hmm. This was the same thing. It wasn't just Grant Williams. It was Brown got nice stops. Uh, Al Horford did a phenomenal job. Derek White had a, a number of nice plays on him. Yep, Robert Williams. I, yeah, man. They did such a good job. And this is like – this to me put in perspective how beatable Milwaukee could be. I agree. And then what happened for me that was uh I won't say it was surprising, but it was very telling how bad Drew Holiday looked and how hard he struggled to get shots off in this game. Um he ended up having to force like every shot every shot he had seemed like to me a, a force, especially the threes. Because, like, Giannis wasn't getting anywhere, so and guys weren't really helping um, to the point where, like, they were leaving Drew. Drew, like, got stuck in the corner a few times and had to, like, try to make a one-on-one move and just jack a three up in somebody's face. Yeah. Um, he was – or mid-range shots, which really aren't his game. He's not a big mid-range player. Um, Let me ask you something. What is his too. offensive game? Either threes or layups. That's it. But he doesn't like he doesn't specialize in either one. No, he's just a he's an opportunist. I, yeah. I I told you he's a. And I know this has a negative connotation to it, but Drew is a, um. Accelerated role player for me. Per this is uh, just how I feel about him. He's uh, not okay. like a. He's I thought all-star. you were gonna throw like some wild comparison out. <laughs> okay. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> He's an accelerated role player. He's a 3 and D guy that is just really athletic. He's a really athletic 3 and D that obviously he's a guard, so he handles the ball. But it, that's it for me. But usually yeah. he can use his strength against guys bigger than him. Like a Derek White is someone that he likes to use his muscles over and get tough layups. And if you leave him, he likes to just prove that he can hit open threes. But if you're guarding him, it, he doesn't. 
he normally doesn't take tough threes and he normally doesn't take tough layups. He doesn't uh, like taking anything tough. But my thing with him is to me, he does take tough shots. He does take like, like I'm the second to I'm the primary option shots. Yeah. And the problem for me is he has a green light to take any kind of shot. But I, I don't think he does that when he's as much when he's like the when he doesn't have the mismatch. If he has the mismatch, I don't really count those because like if Pritchard was guarding him for a long time, I don't care what kind of shot he takes. It, like nothing should be a tough shot for him. Even if it looks tough, yeah. he he gets those off. But the way they were guarding him in this game where it was like there was no mismatches. He, they didn't really even um, – even the switches on the screens, they were crowding him, not letting him get to the basket. He was taking bad shots. You know, he kind of parallels offensively smart on the other side. Now, yeah. obviously his game is a lot more complete offensively. Yeah. But it's, it's that, that volatility to be the best player – but then that when the team is playing bad, you're like the focal point of that poor play. Yeah. Where mm-hmm. when Boston's taking bad shots, Marcus Smart's bad shots are really noticeable. Yeah. With Drew, it was kind of the same thing in this game specifically. A lot of guys like took rush shots, but Drew, I felt like worked hard to take bad shots. Exactly. And that, yeah. to me, I was like, you know, I feel like we could incorporate the front court more. Maybe we could kind of get different guys to try to drive besides just Giannis. See, but, you know, the Smart and him are both kind of opportunists when it comes to shots. Yes. It's, oh, if no one's open, you know, I, I may have a shot because I probably have a mismatch. Or if Giannis drives, kicks it out, oh, they're not guarding me, I'm taking this. That's what, you know, Smart does the same thing. Pump a little pump fake, one dribble and step back. Holiday has the same move, but they were on it. And yeah, I mean, he was having Boston's, to shoot over bigger guys. Boston's defense was some of the best I've seen all year. Yeah, it was. And this, this was like, sure. this is defense now. We're contending. Like, we could strap anybody. We could go toe to toe with anybody. We could adjust with anybody. Like, Boston is in the top tier now of the contenders. And also, their uh, boxing out in this game was fantastic. Fantastic. Beautiful. I mean, I didn't even notice. I didn't notice Brooke Lopez was at the game in this game, to be honest. Uh, And, I mean, and they, you know, they still got their numbers rebound-wise. The Bucs did. But the big rebounds, Celtics were not letting them get second chances. Um, They were not letting them get long rebounds. They they just played. I mean, they played fantastic. is nothing uh it was a, not enough positives a, a complete say. a very complete game yeah and it's not it like i'm like i'm concerned that morant can't really play as well as he just did mm-hmm. boston could easily do this multiple times in against this team right and the thing is they didn't have to shoot as well as they did they shot great but they didn't have to they got i mean they were getting to the basket well, they could have um, they could have taken some mid-range shots where they took threes. I mean, I really only went Grant Williams taking threes, but Jalen Brown had open threes where he could have went by guys, but because he was feeling it, he just took it. Tatum, too. Yeah. 
I was surprised so, uh, Tice didn't play. That surprised me as well. I, it I looked good. But, yeah. like, I like Tice as a guy who in certain series doesn't play. <laughs> you like him like that? But you thought yeah. he could have played in this one? You know what it is? You know what it is? Because Giannis was getting a lot of calls in the first game. <laughs> Udoka probably looked at the film like, yo, of all the guys on the team, <laughs> we know Tice is not getting the fucking call. <laughs> like, Tice, I, you, you got to take the sacrifice to the team here. Like, we got to stop hacking. Even when we stop hacking, you still get called for shit. We haven't talked about this before, but I've never seen anyone get called for stuff more than Tice. Ever. Oh my god! Every In all my years, you of can't. Tice is not allowed to play defense of any kind. Bro, I've seen them call calls on Tice when he was laying down on the floor. <laughs> He's on the That's other so, end of the it, court. It seems so personal, too. Yeah. They're like so confident way, every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They always look like you know what you did, Tice. Right. <laughs> it's like what are you and He's like about? an utter nothing. complete utter shock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Um but yeah, I I agree. They easily could do this again. They don't even need to shoot as good and they could do this um for three more games, especially without Middleton. Yeah. I'm curious how Giannis attacks next game uh-huh. uh, because I could see him like, again, he's been known to really commit to playing off ball. Mm-hmm. That could cause the Celtics a lot of problems. Yeah, I agree. Cause they're built to contain people with matchups. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, do you want to make predictions on any of these or not really? I mean, I said Phoenix is getting the four to five. Uh, besides that, I just – I don't know if – without Embiid, I mean, yeah, they're probably getting swept too. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if Embiid comes back um, that last game in my uh, – well, in Philly and plays fantastic and they win that one and then go to Miami and lose it. I could see him coming back to a win. Well, I mean, they just they just experienced that you could get you, you're not probably not going to win it, but you could get back in a 3-0 in the series. Yeah. And the, the thing is, Philly, the first game, we didn't talk about this, but Philly was in the game until the fourth yeah. quarter, like the three quarters in. It was just an eight point game. Yep. So Philly can beat Miami without Embiid, but they just they just can't put it together for the whole night. I don't know. I'm not sure why, but very, very sporadic. And and I and most of that is Doc, honestly. I don't really see again, I knew everything I'm seeing from Harden as does not surprise me. Who's doing the best coaching job in the playoffs? I mean, it's gotta be Monty Williams. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because I know like a lot of people will look at it and think CP's running the show, but I Monty Williams has made I'd, – I'd pay every single one of those guys if it's a contract year. Yeah, it, there's – it would be such a travesty if they didn't bring this exact same roster back. Oh, yeah. I, win or I lose. think CP, CP could retire after the year, and they'll win 55 games next year. I, I agree with that. Yeah. You know, I, whether they're a real contender, we won't know, but – Winning games for them they, is not going to be a – for this group is not going to be a problem. 
yeah, I think they could pick up a token, a token point guard and and do really good. They still get a sixth, seventh, sixth, fifth seed, probably. I just like with any point guard. I, I'm curious if anybody's gonna make Devin Booker uncomfortable. Mm. See, and that is, and we talked about this a little bit. We talked about some of the best scorers in the league. I don't think any scorer in the entire NBA has an easier job than Devin Booker because he has no other responsibilities. Nah. Bridges, Crowder, Camp Johnson, check all the guys that Booker doesn't have to. And normally he's, he's in the KD position, the Golden State KD. Yeah. He the is. situation is every aspect of the situation is set up for you to succeed. Yeah. This is all you have to do is put the ball in the basket. You get open shots. Some mm. of the plays they the run dream. for him, oh. the plays they run for him where he can come around and get a wide open little leg kick three is just, I, I don't see anyone else getting those plays. I never yeah. see Donovan get a play ran for him ever. He Not had, like that. I know. I know. And he had Finney Smith stressing. Yeah. And Finney Smith yeah. is a really good defender. And it was like with simple stuff. It wasn't just like Luca shit. It was literally just running sets. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think Jimmy Butler gets open like that sometimes, but he just doesn't need to get open as hard as Booker does. Because yeah. Jimmy doesn't take like catch and shoot shots. Yeah. But the um I've never seen, I mean, I have seen it before, like like Reggie Miller or something like that, where guys could move out the ball and get that open, but not from a scorer who's like widely considered a top 10 scorer in the league. Um in a long, long, long time. Long time. So uh Phoenix has, I mean, Monty Williams has them running these sets that are just beautiful. And the thing is, the floor is so open for CP to just get a bucket. Uh, and they have the most threats, probably. Dude, when was the last the time league? we talk about a lot of the roster issues with teams and how like a guy here and there is out there for no reason? Yeah, I'm not sure if I saw a single player on Phoenix look useless on the court. Nope. And Jay Crowder mm-hmm. shot the ball like trash all year. But we know what he does defensively. We know what he 100%. does as a ball mover and as a, just a threat. Because him shooting bad all season, I, I'm i still running out there. I don't care if 100%. I watched the last six games and he missed every three. If he catches it, if he's my man and he catches it in the corner, I'm sprinting. So, it, it, And Crowder Crowder's one of the few guys who, like, who has a different level of energy when he's frustrated or not playing well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, he really wants to make shots. He really tries to make plays on the other end. Yeah. You know, Tucker does the same thing. I, I just PJ Tucker. I wish more people had that like intensity. Yeah. If I don't have it offensively, I'm going to give you guys some. Right. Smart does too. I think smart oh, yeah. does. There's, there's a smart number of guys shooting who, well, who do it around the league. Yeah. But not many. Like you said, not many. Bobby Portis is wish... another guy. Oh, yeah, for sure. Bobby turns up no matter what. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, I, I think Memphis, the guys, uh, the role players from Memphis could benefit being like that. I think if Brooks took that attitude, if Bain took that attitude, I think they would be a much better team. Uh, I shouldn't say much better team, but the role players would have a much bigger impact than Ja just being out there all by himself. 
Yeah, I, I see like guys like Jaron Jackson. If he's not shooting well, he might as well just go sit down because he doesn't even block shots anymore. Like he does nothing. And he, he doesn't even like try to fool anyone. Like, okay, you get the ball anywhere near the basket. You're going left. We know. Yeah. And he just barrels there anyway. Yeah. And if he's playing bad, he don't even go for blocks. He's like the best shot blocker in the league probably right this second. But if he's playing bad, I'm going up easy. He's not even going to do it. He just watches guys lay it up. It's weird. They're young. They're young. They need a little bit of time to mature. Yeah, a lot. A lot of time. <laughs> they need man. to hustle up or else they'll be home in Cancun maturing, I guess. It's true. All right. So, um, real quick, we mentioned this earlier in the season. I think last season, too, but we didn't come up with a full team. But Tyler Hero was sixth man of the year this year. Congratulations yeah. to him. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Yeah, well-deserved. Um, arguably their best scorer most of the time, most consistent scorer. Uh, but it's kind of tough that they only pick one six-man. Um, and six-man is one that you can kind of have on lock for a long time. We've seen with Lou Williams, Crawford, Ginobili was a six-man of the year candidate, like his entire career. I feel like he was a finalist every year for 16 years. Yeah. Uh, so it's something that, Nowadays they don't even move guys up to starting. Like it's not a, it's not like a, you're a six man. You play well enough to start anymore. <laughs> it's like a, yo, you're good enough to start, but we're gonna bring you in for energy off the bench. Right. So, uh, we put together this list. Uh, put it put it together a while ago, but since now the um, award has been given out, this is our all bench team. So. Um, First team, obviously, Tyler Hero. Uh, Cam Johnson. I don't have a graphic of this, by the way. Uh, Cam Johnson. Um, Emmanuel Quickly. Kevin Love. Brandon Clark. That's our first team. All bench. Uh, you want to talk about, say anything about them? Um, Anybody particular? Just thinking off the top of my head, again, the situation is designed for them to play to their strengths yeah every sixth man the the roster is constructed in a way for them to thrive Mm -hmm. whereas i see a lot of teams a lot of the poorly constructed teams bring guys in and just expect them to produce that a lot of teams don't put the guys in actual situations and all five of these guys are in very good situations yeah, um, we see quickly who's probably on the, I mean, obviously on the worst team, the only non-playoff team in this. Uh, well, I, Cavs didn't make the playoffs; they lost in the plan, but the only non-playoff team in this uh, first team. Um, but he comes in with so much energy and attacks, and ends up being such a staple for the team, for the Knicks, um, and they have so much confidence in him. That's another thing for bench guys. It takes so much confidence from your coach and from your teammates for you to be able to come in and fit into uh, four, you know, four other starters and run the show like these guys do, or end up taking as many shots or scoring as much or having as big of an impact as some of these guys do. Yeah, It's not easy. It's not easy. And that is why there's only one six man of the year, but, um, 
yeah, I think these guys did a great job. Brandon Clark is killing it right now. Um, Kevin Love was an all-star future Hall of Famer that moved down, took a sacrifice and moved down because of the young guns on his team. Probably could Kevin, be starting in some other places. And Kevin Love was in a dark place coming into the year. Dark place all last year, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, his reputation took a hit. He didn't like Cleveland. Team USA just threw his ass out. Walked off the court a couple of times last season. Yeah, yeah. He, he, was, he was struggling. He was struggling. But I, I think yeah. I think Cleveland moving in a good direction, like – it is a simple solution to disgruntled stars. I agree. I agree. Showing the star player or, or a valuable player that you're like, you're trying to make something happen. I think goes a long way. Yep. So our second team, Patty Mills, Malik Beasley, Kenyon Martin, Jr. Uh, Montrez Harrell and Chris Boucher. These guys aren't really as uh, obviously they're not as productive as our first team. Cause that's why yeah. people on the first team are on the first team. But these are guys we see come in and give such an impact to their team, to winning for their team. Um, listen, Patty Mills had a rough year this year. Beginning of the season, he played elite. He, fantastic. Didn't, he had a great year. Let's be honest. It was not well, a rough year. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll say why it was a rough year. It started out fantastic. Fantastic. And it ended up great. But <laughs> when Kyrie came back, his minutes dropped. Him and Kyrie just don't have any chemistry on the court together. Kyrie came in, and Patty's numbers went down. His minutes went down. Him and Kyrie just had no chemistry at all. Um, this is after Kyrie came back from his uh, – what was it? <laughs> what would I call it? Not suspension, but his uh, missing games. Return to everyone work. Knows. I don't know. Yeah, everyone knows what I'm talking about. But when he came back, Patty just kind of lost uh, what he and built. He could, no consistency because his minutes didn't reflect any consistency. His minutes and his shots. He didn't get as many looks. Um, he shot, I think, like eight less shots per game when he got when Kyrie came back. So, Man. but. He deserves to be on those lists because when he was coming off the bench early, he was winning games for them. Early in the season, they would not have – they probably wouldn't have even made the playoffs if it wasn't for what Patty did early in the season. Um, Malik Beasley, another guy, um, helped carry his team, a team that, you know, underperformed, I guess, in the playoffs, but he made their team look like they had depth. Um Provided that guard help, he had some huge games, huge shooting games this season um, alongside Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, people people who don't watch Minnesota don't notice how aggressive he is. Yeah, that's true. He's very eager to to be the high leading scorer, the, the, taking the majority of the shots. And it, like you said, it makes their bench unit kind of work better. Mm-hmm, yeah. Because he is immediately aggressive. You're right. Yeah. Um, Montrezl, I mean, we, we talk about him every season. He's a huge energy guy. Chris yeah. Boucher, I think, doesn't get enough credit for his development. I think he came into the league as just some wiry, just project 
Um, yeah. And now he's become like a dominant shot blocker, a great open three. Uh, he shoots open threes and knocks them down. Good length, good defender, good effort guy. He's come in and been able to like give them everything for a team that really has no center at all. He kind of plays, you know, he's evolved to play three positions where he came in and just thought he was going to be a tall, slow center. And he's, he looks great now to me. Yeah. He's one of those weird, like he's not really good at any offensive thing, but he just knows how to score. He does. And you can't like leave him. You have to stay with him and know where he is all the time. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, uh, Kenyon Martin Jr. On the worst team out of the, I shouldn't say the worst team, but worst record team in the league. But uh, he's had highlights after highlight after highlight this season. He's undersized, but out rebounds like good rebounders any any given night. Um, he gets blocked shots. He plays his great defense on so many levels. He's evolved to be a good shooter. Um, and we already know what happens when he gets to the basket. It's it's easy dunk. It's a highlight every Very time. Very easy. So um, that's our all-bench team, first and second team. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I think that the league should have an all-bench team. I think the NBA should give it out to some guys because I think some of these guys will probably never get recognized for anything like their entire career. I'm not saying they should get like a uh, – uh, what is it? a consolation trophy or anything for not being all-stars. I'm not saying it's that. It's more but... just the, like the, like the label of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You're like one it, of the best players. You... The yeah, exactly. Like you're of the bench guys in the league. You're a premier guy. Yeah. Even if it's just a plaque, it doesn't have to be a trophy or anything. Right. Like the player of the month things, they get those. It's just like a little plaque thing. I mean, it, I don't know why. They haven't figured out a way to I mean, do that. If, more, if but... Think about it from like an outside perspective. If I spent a little bit of time in the league, like you look up Brian Scalabrini, you know, you're not going to know anything about him. Yeah. But if you look up like a guy's resume and he has that he was a bench team guy, like it's, yeah. it's a lot more impactful to me. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right, because a lot of these guys won't have any other legacy a legacy at all none, otherwise. none like i talk about michael Pietris a lot and how a lot of these three and d guys are based off like what michael Pietris did so well for uh orlando yeah and, bro i mean phoenix had guys doing it with steve nash yeah yeah Sean and marion was doing it and just nobody liked it because his jumper was hideous yeah <laughs> yeah and they're just completely forgotten so it, it, it yeah. sucks Sasha Vujicic had like amazing years for the Lakers that no one will ever remember. Yeah, you're reaching like now. A... <laughs> Vujicic, I'm cool. <laughs> no, but he was like a good, consistent knockdown three point shooter. That yeah, he, he could shoot. You never yeah. know that after the um, other than the two Lakers championships he had. After that, he was trash. But yeah. he did have good years. So, I mean, you think about it, a guy like Mike Miller, who was co, I believe he was rookie of the year. Think so. Yeah. If he hadn't won rookie of the year, like he'd be criminally underrated in history. Yeah, he would. He would. He wouldn't exist in history. He was a a 
top tier role player in his time. He was. No, he was. and a lot of people miss out on that. <laughs> Rodney Stuckey's out there. We talked about Aaron Brooks the other day. Aaron Brooks would have made it. You reached. I don't want everybody to fucking get recognized. <laughs> Aaron Brooks would have made it. He was like he had Patty Mills role, same role. Nah, no, 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 no. He he. <laughs> The role was the same. The impact was not. Because <laughs> that's because Houston was, there was just a bunch of losers. So is it, well, so, so is Brooklyn. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. That's just anyway. a parallel. So uh, moving on. It's about that time. The rumors, rumor mill has Getting been going. Uh, Getting going. It started. Um, some guys went out. Some guys hate their teammates. Um, where do you want to start here? I mean, I'm seeing a lot of talk about Gobert, so we can start there. Okay. So there's reports out. Not sure if they're you – know, they haven't been confirmed by Gobert or Donovan. Both of them have tweeted that it's rumors and that it's not real, but I think that they have to do that, like, contractually. So – Gobert apparently says it's either him or me, meaning it's Donovan Mitchell getting traded or he will demand a trade. Uh, so I, I guess this is a power move by Gobert. <laughs> Who the fuck uh, does he think he is, dude? The three-time – is he two-time or three-time defensive three player time. of the year? Three-time defensive player of the year. That's who he thinks he is. That's great. At 29. Bro. That's great. And Dwight Howard, Dwight Howard almost threw away his legacy getting greedy in Orlando. Yeah. So a lot of people look at Dwight Howard very differently now because of how his Orlando tenure ended and how mm-hmm. he de- quickly he declined after that. Right. But Dwight Howard was a dominant player on both ends. Yeah, he was. I mean, Rudy, you suck. <laughs> like this notion, it's it is <laughs> it blows my mind that some apparently the rumors are that somebody informed Gobert that they'd be willing to pay a lot to get him. Yeah, like apparently he has a contact in the league that Charlotte. Was Charlotte. It doesn't matter who it is to me. That <laughs> in itself is bizarre. I agree. Because he he only gets paid like a superstar. Mm -hmm. He's like one of the top five worst contracts in the league. Mm -hmm. You're bringing in a guy, again, it's very important to look at what you're bringing in to suck up all your cap space. Guy who can't make free throws, doesn't catch the ball well, isn't much of a lob threat. Correct is not physical even when he gets 10 rebounds i don't notice his rebounding never for some reason all those blocks that people love that he gets we don't get him in the postseason right he can't guard anybody not a soul and you can't feed him inside right i just like where is the self-awareness him or me Yep. Him or me? Dude, if I was Donovan, I would have lost my mind seeing that. He might have. 
I, honestly, I would have stayed silent. I know you're talking about contractually. I would have been like, yo, I'm not saying shit. Y'all lucky I'm not saying shit. You know, Gobert has only led the league in blocks one time. And it's not even the year he won Defensive Player of the Year. Since then, in the years he won Defensive Player of the Year, Anthony Davis, Miles Turner, and Hassan Whiteside, uh, and Miles Turner again, uh, were the, you know, they were leading the league in blocks. I mean, Miles Turner, Hassan Whiteside, and Anthony Davis. Everybody that I, whose basketball opinion I respect, and that's not a lot of people, Mm -hmm. um, they all, like, he's a system defender. Yeah. He's a, like, Utah funnels everybody to him. Yep. Dude, you're you're literally being put in positions to help. No shit, you're going to block a lot of shots. Uh, we, we saw it with Capella. Capella was, he blocked a lot of shots that year, but he wasn't an elite defender. He wasn't yeah. even, like, considered for defensive player of the year, nope. but he blocked a lot of shots because Harden wasn't guarding anyone. And uh, anyone he wasn't guarding, P.J. Tucker was guarding and funneling to Capella. Yeah. And, and I just it, – again, it's bizarre to me. There's so few teams that Gobert, like, improves the way they need. And this comes to the next uh, question. Who should go, Donovan or Rudy? And – uh, I asked you this question, at, and I didn't get your answer before because I wanted to save it for the podcast. Do the Jazz actually get better by trading Rudy Gobert? You say yes. 100%. Tell me how. And I say no, by the way. Um, no way. They're very basic. No, I, I oh, think Utah's basic. problem comes back to being basic. Opposing mm-hmm. coaches figure them out. Opposing players figure them out. They look by the end of the series, they've looked inferior for like four straight years. Mm-hmm. By the end of this year, Dallas is better. By the end of last year, the Clippers are better. By the end of the year before that, the Nuggets are better. Mm-hmm. A lot of blown leads in that stretch, by the way. Yeah. Um, but again, you're you're trading Gobert, you're getting a haul for him. Right. Because for some reason the league sees him as valuable. I, I don't know why. But you're getting mm-hmm. a haul for him. And this is where the haul has to you have to get a dynamic player. You mm-hmm. have to. Every contender has a Swiss Army knife. Right. Every contender has at least one guy who could go off in every facet of the game. Mm-hmm. Utah does not have that. Right. And we're at getting least, every playoff. Oh yeah, other than their star, you're saying, right? And that's, that's the problem. Because we don't have that, we need Donovan to do it. Right. Oh, and now Donovan's getting criticized because he's not an elite dis- uh, distributor. He, his shooting percentage wasn't great. His defense wasn't great. He didn't really have an impact on, like, winning. Like, damn, Donovan has to do it all? Literally has to do it But Luka's only getting buckets, and, my God, can he get some help? Right. Luka's not doing anything but getting buckets because, I'm sorry, seven assists, seven turnovers. They're not distributing the ball. Right. And it's he needs help. 
like the perspective and, is all out of whack to me. And just because Luca has seven turnover, I mean seven assists, doesn't mean that he's like distributing that well. The guys are hitting shots. Right. Donovan passes the guys and they brick all day. Exactly. It's not like he's not making passes. And I I've been saying on here for years, Donovan is a really underrated playmaker, in my opinion. Because I've seen games where Conley got hurt or uh, in foul trouble, and Donovan had to come and get t- 12 assists, 10 assists. 100%. Well, All, I've seen it a lot. A lot. So we know he can do that, and we know this. he's not a superstar thing. Bro, we saw him in the Nuggets. It was one on three every game against the Nuggets, That's that uh, series. It was Donovan versus Murray, Jokic, and whoever else was playing good that day. And Donovan had to get 40, 50 every single night. And no one else helped. Yeah. Ingles played like okay that series, but no one else was doing anything. And and the problem is beyond Donovan, I know exactly what I'm getting from every other player in that rotation. And it's not enough. None of it. It's not enough. I need, I need a surprise. I need to be able to say, Yo, this guy came in and and got a bunch of stops that people didn't think he would. No one's doing that. Or You're a right. guy who's maybe a questionable shooter who can make a lot of shots tonight. They don't have that. No, I don't. I know like Donovan is getting me twenty five or zero. I mean, I yeah. I know what everybody's giving me. Mm-hmm. And that comes to my issue. I don't think that they can get anything for uh, for Gobert that would help that. That that's my problem. I think it's not that I don't. I think that um, they need Gobert. I think trading Gobert is a good idea if they want to get better. But the thing is, I don't think they get better unless they get like Anthony Davis, which they're not going to get. So anyone else, I don't think that you get anything for Gobert that improves the team. Because everyone else has seen Gobert. Everyone else saw Gobert give the whole NBA COVID, by the way. We're not going to – we forgot to mention that. He he, he shut, shut down, down the, whole the league. league. Yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not forget that situation. Uh, I and mean, my guy's focused sick. on bees instead of the playoffs. But, you know, right. he there's a, there's a market for him out there. He was patient zero of the NBA. Bro, market for what? Miles Turner – comes at half the fucking rate and can do everything he does and much better. And much better. And can hit threes. And he he has some versatility. Granted, I don't trust any of it, similar to Whiteside, for example. Yeah. But, like, you know Gobert is going to get exposed. I've And I've seen Whiteside this year outplay Gobert on numerous occasions numerous. with limited minutes. Again, again, the, the, the impact of having a versatile player on the court makes you at least have dynamic options. Yeah. And the Jazz of all the playoff teams every year have the least amount of options. Yeah. Yep. They, and they only play six guys a night which is just bizarre. They're, they're like the only team in the playoffs that does that too. Oh, dude. Again, I, I prefaced when we talked about the Gobert thing, I prefaced that whole point. I don't give a shit what they do. If Quinn Snyder's still coaching them, it's just, it's going to be a disappointing exit again. I think 
in this situation, I think Donovan should demand the trade. I think the fact that Gobert had the audacity to do that, I think Donovan should demand the trade and just move on. This just go guy, somewhere. bro, this guy, I, I, I was shocked. I, you know, there's been a lot of random shit this year that's shocked me, but of all people, go bear. I mean, there's a lot of guys I expected to trash. Like, you know, we'll get to a guy who wants out. That surprised me. Mm-hmm. You know, Kyrie surprised me. All these Ben Simmons surprised me. Yeah. Russ, the whole Lakers situation surprised me. Yeah. Rudy Gobert saying him or me. I mean, just as out of touch as it gets. He he is the one that's going to get traded if that situation is legit. But I think where Donovan. You, where go. would you like to see him? I would like to see him anywhere. I'm I'm serious. Uh, Gobert. Yeah, that's the that's the, my point. That's the problem. I would like to see him just stay with the Jazz and and Donovan leave because the thing is. Again, if he leaves, what's the best case scenario they get for him? Nurkic? Like, best case scenario. No, 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 no. Whoa. Hey, if we're looking at it like that, Donovan, get out now. But that's what I'm saying. What is the best case scenario they get? Let's think, say. Think hard. They could get Turner. Let's say they, they trade Gobert to Indiana for Turner, Brogdon. I guess that's it. No. Bird, who's the uh, Indiana GM? I, I'm sure Larry is involved. Larry, Larry will answer it. They are clicking on that. No way. No, I'm no with way. you. This is this is the Russ situation. This is like the the behavior, the lack of growth and development, the lack of again self awareness. There's no market for him to me. I know. Why would and, Charlotte and get him? Why would Charlotte get him so LaMelo passes to a guy who can't finish? And who does Charlotte have to give up? Good pieces. I'd like Charlotte's package for Utah. No, but I mean, if they give up what they would have to give up for Gobert, they, they wouldn't be as good. That's the problem. I mean, they'd have I'll to give up. I'll tell you what. I, I can't convince Washington, you that Ubre they can get better. Terry? But they don't get worse. That's the Wait, key who, here. Who doesn't get worse? Utah. Oh, Jazz? Yeah. Utah, yeah, as you said, worse. as you said, Whiteside has outplayed him at on multiple occasions. Yeah. Bro. They definitely don't get worse. They don't get worse. You're right. You're right. But I, I think that if I'm, if I'm a Jazz owner, I... I would say, okay, for Donovan, we could get four starters, three starters at least for Donovan. From like a bad team, easily three starters for Donovan. And then Donovan goes to whatever the team it is, and we have a whole new squad. I'm getting a new coach. In either scenario, let's pretend like they get a new coach. I, I would rather have the three starters I get for Donovan than one starter and some bench players for Gobert. I mean, I can't argue that. Yeah, that, that that's obviously a better, like, safer the, move for the future. But the but to your point, if they trade Gobert and they throw someone else in, like if it's Gobert and Conley for Turner, 
uh, Brogdon and uh, O'Shea. Let's get a let's get a reliable a perimeter shooter who could give me five to eight threes if you leave him open. Justin Holiday, buddy, they have buddy out there, buddy. It's uh, a wrap um, in the, it's a wrap in the West as they do that. <laughs> buddy is exactly who I'm looking for. A, like a, a guy with versatility, a guy who could be dynamic. Bro, if if <laughs> Indiana would be dumb to trade Brogdon, Buddy, and Miles Turner, but if they did, the Jazz go right to the finals, in my opinion, with that team. 100 percent Yeah. If they trade Conley and uh and um Gobert and they go with I guess they go with Brogdon at the one. Or um, no. Who did? Who else did they get? They got. Oh, they got Halliburton. That's right. Yeah, they're they're keeping Halliburton. But if they go with Brogdon at the one, this situation so. is so bizarre. Again, the other problem is he's getting paid so much. Lakers should just go wild. Russ for a fucking go bear straight up. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nuts. I'd nice. love it, dude. I'd watch every game. I don't get, care if they lost every single one. They would lose every single one. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Go but they lost, interesting, they lost the majority of the games with Russ, so, you know, you're stuck anyway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, anyway, to the next next scenario. Um, Zach Levine yes, is yes. apparently done. It out. Yeah, as apparently... Uh, said that he doesn't like playing with DeRozan. He doesn't like his shots. Uh, he wants to move on. And he's just sick of Chicago. He's been there for, as you said earlier, a lot longer than it seems, um, yeah. a lot longer than we you know, tend to remember because he got traded for Jimmy Butler here. And Jimmy Butler's on his third team since that trade. <laughs> that was so, a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, 2017, so – this is fifth year. His, his contract is up, I think, after this season. So, um, what do you think? It's surprising it's- that he doesn't like playing with DeRozan, considering mm-hmm. this is the most complete I've ever seen him play. I think this is definitely the best he's played. Um, I think this is the closest he's been to being on a winning team. Uh, I think DeRozan takes a lot of shots, but I didn't think that he didn't take enough shots. I didn't think Levine took didn't take enough shots. I think yeah. he took perfect amount of shots. Um, I think he grew as a player, as a playmaker. I think they were just one player away. Honestly, <laughs> if they had a Gobert, they would be better. Low key, no. I think they would. <clears throat> nah, he'd fix their problems, but he'd add new ones on top of that. Um, I think there would be new ones that they could fix, but well, at least they could manage. The Jazz can't even manage the problems anyway. But the, I'll give but you that. That's that's a good point. But his uh, apparently his top two choices, or some of his some of the options, Atlanta, L.A. Of course. Um, I want to say, I think I saw one other team. I don't remember what it was. So maybe Portland. Uh, he is from Seattle, so maybe want to go back west, northwest. So, what do you think? Are you you're shocked by this one? You said. I'm very surprised. I would be 
utterly flabbergasted if he went to the Lakers. That, that's that to me. Okay, you don't like your situation. What you want to go to that? You'd rather go to a team that didn't even make a play-in game, dude. And you know, and you know the blame if they suck again. You know, I'm assuming they're going to lose somebody, but it, the blame is all coming to you. And what shots are you going to get there? Playing they can't with even get the guys that are there. You, you're shots. turning into a more of a specialist than you already are. Right. Yeah, I don't know. so I don't think he leaves. I think we saw this um, in 20... 20- 18 when he signed to Sacramento and knew that the Bulls were going to match his offer. You remember that? Yeah. So I, I, this may be some mind games he's playing, some pressure games, if it's true. Um, the source that I saw this was not like an ESPN or Bleacher Report source uh, that I that I saw this one. Uh, it may be legit, but if it is, um, I don't think he leaves the Bulls. Yeah, man, I, I want to see them run it back one more time. Yeah, me too. I, I like. If, go ahead. I just even if they don't fix, uh, I, I want to see if all their flaws are the same when they're healthy. Because mm-hmm. I do think some of like like having Lonzo would have cleaned up some of the shots. You know, Patrick Williams playing all year, he would have probably had more confidence come into the playoffs. Yeah. So I do think they had a lot of fixable issues that had to do with health. Yeah, some of the pickups they got, um, Tristan Thompson, I think he he came in kind of late. I don't think they ever really figured out how to use him. Um, like the offense wasn't built to have someone like him in it. So he was kind of trying to fit into Vucevic's role, and that never worked. Yeah. Um, so some stuff like that. I, I agree. I think that they should run it back as well. I don't really have anything. I think Levine – I don't think Levine goes and hurts any team. I think he immediately makes pretty no. much any team he goes to better. I do but, think uh, if the Lakers are serious about moving AD, mm-hmm. now I'm very interested to see Levine go there. To go there for AD? Maybe. That would be lit. <laughs> that would be crazy. The Bulls would be raw. And He's AD's from, from Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Hey. Bull, both teams would be raw. I mean, Oof. the Bulls would be more raw, but hey, that's a good um hey, hey, Levine for AD. We we take the hit on the Russ contract for 70 years. We just we just did that with Lou all day. We could do it again. That you think they would what would you they just cut Russ or trade him? Who the fuck is taking him? <laughs> Bulls would take him. Stop. You don't think he'd help the Bulls? How? <laughs> In what way? If they trade Levine, they need a guard. Not not a guard like that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be interesting. I'm not going to lie. I don't think Anthony Davis would want to play with Russ again, though. I think if if they did trade Hell Anthony no. Davis, I think he'd be like, "Nah, I'm not, I'm not going anywhere with Russ. No way." But Russ <laughs> played curious. for Billy Donovan. 
I'm Russ's curious how years. people will talk about Russ after. Russ is, his best years were with Billy Donovan. So it was also Billy a Donovan's long time ago. That was like two years, three years ago. It's, it's a long time ago for uh, in high usage years. Yeah, well, I mean, just think, and of, no think IQ about it. Years. Andy Davis is from Chicago. Russ played for Billy Donovan. He liked that offense. Um, hey, I could happen. But DeRozan crazy. runs it way better. He does. He does. He runs it way better. I just I can't picture the the Russ to DeRozan or the DeRozan to Russ assist. I can't picture it. There is no DeRozan to Russ assist. Then how are we playing together? That doesn't exist. I can see the Russ to DeRozan assist, but not the other way around. Dude, there's no shot. If Russ is a starter next year, I will question everything I know about this game. No shot. The game of basketball? The game of fucking basketball. Russ Russ spent 82 games being the embodiment of awful basketball. No shot. No shot somebody lets him run a team next year. There's no shot. Bro, he's starting next year. <laughs> well, we'll come back. We'll come back to this. I want to after the playoffs, we'll debate this a lot, I'm sure. Um and I, I was talking about O'Shea Brissett, by the way, who I thought would really help. I think he would help the Jazz if he didn't get traded. He fits into what Quinn Snyder and does. If Quinn bum ass, there. Uh, who's the guy from Xavier I liked? Uh, Sumner. Edmund Sumner, I think. Yeah, Ed- Edmund sucks. Sumner. 95% of the league's fan base wouldn't even recognize that name. Alizé. Uh, don't they have Alizé Johnson now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana. I don't think there's a team I've seen less all year than Indiana, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I even saw Sacramento play more than them. No, way more. Yeah. Um, is there any other rumors that you heard? Uh, I feel like there is one. I feel like we just talked about one, but I forgot it. I don't know. I mean, is anybody's contract year coming up? Not that I could think of. No. Um, How do you think? What do you think Harden's market will be? Oh, that's that's what it was. <clears throat> and this will be our I, final topic. Yeah, I think Harden. When you say what will his market be, you mean like, as in what? Like, will will similar to Gobert and Russ? Will another team say James? We think you still got it. Come, Definitely. we'll pay you full price to come run the show. I think I, I could see uh, – see, and this is similar to Russ. This is going to be on James, whether he plays next season or not, because I could see him staying with the 76ers, obviously. But I also could see him going to a OKC, uh, a young team developing, kind of playing like a CP3 role there. Uh, not. I mean, he's not going to be as good as CP3 was there, but I could see him going, playing that kind of role for a young team. Just like a fill-in, this is your year to see what you got left. Um, we have nothing. 
So just come help us out for a season and you get off and let some of our players learn from you. Let some of our players get off. I can see that happening because that's basically what CPD, CP did in OKC. That was a waste of a year, basically. But he went and he proved that he was a championship. Wasn't he traded? Player. Yeah, for um, Russ, right? Yeah. Yeah. To me, if he's traded, if Harden is traded to a team, I'd, I'd like mm-hmm. to see how he do deal with that. But for him yeah. to decide to go to a up-and-coming, like getting out of the development process team mm-hmm. is like almost a definitive, like, yo, I don't care about championships. I, I thought we already established that. No, I just, I, I'm pretty sure a lot of people have established that, but it <laughs> just would be so blatant at that point. The thing is similar to Russ. I don't see a lot of teams considering him a starter not any championship level teams. Um, but you said somebody would be Russ. willing to pay him full dollar. James Harden? Yeah. Not a championship level team. Oh, well, yeah, the, the fucking, the, the Memphis is not bringing him in. We know that. No, no. Uh, that's why I said, I think he would do that maybe for a year. He'd, he'd go do that if it was a one-year deal because the thing is everyone else on the planet has lost confidence in hard and the thing is i think it's different from russ because like oh it's much different from russ because russ still has his athleticism that hasn't went anywhere his decision making sucks and his shooting sucks but he's still one of the most athletic players on the court all the time harden I mean, Harden looks like he should just be six man again if he plays like he's been playing. Yeah, if you if you're slower than everybody else on the court, we gotta we might have to move to the bench for that one. Right. So I easily could see Harden getting a one year deal because I don't think that the money is gonna look how he wants it to look. So I think if it's like that, you have to think to yourself, well, how do I go earn my money back? And that's by showing what I can do on the court. So I think that's that's the situation where he would say, all right, I'm going to go to this team, this bum team, and just get off because his usage will be as high as he wants it to be. He, you know, The team will probably be formed however he wants it to be formed, but no championship team is going to do that again. They're just not. Yeah, that's true. And it's it's funny because I can see him being the kind of guy to like like Big Ben did it, like after not giving a shit about your nutrition or your body – all of a sudden, like, man, everybody's doubting me. They think I'm washed up. I'm about to lock it in this summer. I'm about to shed the LBs. I'm going to kill next year. Mm-hmm. Problem is, that takes hard work. Yeah. CP3, I never, never, not once in his life that I questioned CP's work ethic. Right. And, and it wasn't fucking easy. I remember watching the, that OKC team. It was stiff. Yeah. That three that three point guard lineup has not been successfully replicated before or since. Which one? Which one are you Him, talking about? CP, SGA, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, Schroeder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Playing all at the same time in the lineup. I didn't even remember who else they put with them three. 
but the lineup know. actually playing well on both ends. Mm-hmm. Was Gallinari me, there then with them? Yeah, I think he I think he might have been part of that little little death lineup. Dort and Dort was the other one. Yeah, yeah. That was his breakout year. But again, like that was not that takes so much work on both ends. CP had to deal with like SGA occasionally closing games. Schroeder mm-hmm. had to be involved like a lot of times to 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 different levels of success. Yeah. Harden is not managing that shit. And obviously the situation will be different. It'll be more like shooting around him. But then it's yeah. it's Luca. It's Luke. It's the same thing we're looking at with Dallas. And like like you said, why? What's the point? Even if I'm a young team, I'm limiting my young players' development doing that. Hey, I'm just saying. I think I could see that happening. The other situation I could see happening, and again, this all is dependent on uh, Harden's ego, right? All of this, everything we're saying, Harden's ego has to allow all of this. But I usually could see him going to like the Bucks and being coming off the bench for the Bucks, something like that. I could see that happening, like a uh, <laughs> like a Jason Terry kind of role. <laughs> I Jason Terry though. I mean, Ooh, Harden. Uh, all of a sudden, Harden is going to come in and be completely selfless. Like, what do you bring him in as a six man for? Bro, I, you asked me to give you scenarios how it would happen, right? I don't That's think fair. Harden is not going to be on the team, but I do think that I could see, I could see him being a. Yo, I think Harden is crazy enough to go to the Warriors. Honestly, I don't think they'd get him, but <laughs> I could see him taking the call or calling his agent, yeah. calling the Warriors, say, "Look, Harden's agreed to come off the bench, seventh man. All he needs to do is pass and take open threes. And I could see a team doing that. I, not, I think not the Warriors, but I could see the Bucks doing that easily. I think Harden does have enough of self-awareness to your point. I, I think it's going to take some time. It, he may need to. I don't want to compare it to Melo because he's not going to be out of the league. But he's going to need yeah. like a, a rude awakening moment. Yeah. Where either the market takes forever for him to get paid a lot. He, Mm-hmm. The the max that he's looking for literally is not offered, mm-hmm. or or it's like you know to Detroit. Yeah, and which sounds and, and good, but it's like random, and again, it limits all their development. Yeah, and that's kind of what Melo Melo did that to me in uh, Portland. I think he made Portland more of a contender, but. It wasn't like to the point where like they were a favorite, you know. Oh, no. Adding him yeah. didn't make them a favorite, and right. I I do think Harden could go to a team like that. He could go maybe to a Timberwolves kind of team, and and uh, you know be someone that helps them off the bench. He takes shots. He makes good passes. He doesn't turn the ball over as much as he makes better passes than DeAndre Russell. He may turn the ball over just as much, but he's a better playmaker, better finder. But he doesn't really help them much, and then that year will determine which way everyone goes with him. That's why I say I could see him going to one of those young teams that isn't that good and showing out just just to show that he's still got it. I could see him doing that easily. I think he, like you said, I do think he's self-aware enough to say, I just need one full year of 
of being me to get back to so everyone could see that I'm still a 20 million a year guy. Yeah. I, I still think he, I still think he can score at a really high level. I do too. Just I like, just he just doesn't he take be the step back shots. three. Right. Yeah. And when the star player goes out, 13 is not enough. Right. We got to double that at least. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And I could see him playing with some young, um, you know, young athletic bigs. I said the Thunder because I'm thinking like Isaiah Roby. I think him and Giddy would be pretty cool together. Um, you know, something like that where it's young guys that he can feed and can make big plays and is hardened, you know, hardened through the nice between the legs pass. And, you know, you know, some yeah. young guy, nameless guy finishes it. I could just see that happening. I do like seeing him and we talked about it not really working well, but I like that he's willing to try to play like with Maxi. I do too. It's not just like, yo, forget your game. Just be my floor spacer. You know, mm -hmm. um, we're going to work, figure this shit out together. Yeah. I, I think that's going to be a big key for him in, in your scenario, you know, playing with young up and coming players. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yep. But, uh, by the way, SGA is another guy I see in a lot of trade talks. Um, I think he could help a lot of teams as well. I think he'd be very interesting. And basically every healthy. team we've named. Yeah, he does. He needs one full season of health. And he's he's gained weight, too. Back-to-back -back years. Come out cooking back-to-back -back years and then snap injury and the, the, the years thrown away for them. Being on a better team, he, you know, less miles on him, though, you know? I mean, bro, he was looking good on the Clippers before, like, he even really developed. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very interested. That's right, to that, see that rookie season, else. right? He was on the Clippers yeah. the rookie season before he had traded for PG? Was it after the second year or after the rookie year? Maybe it was the second year. Because I remember, no. like, I remember there being some development to his game in on the Clippers. Maybe it was the second year then. Maybe it was. Just doesn't seem like he's been in the league that long. To be two yeah, years there, three years, at least three years on the um, Thunder. Maybe. Doesn't seem like PG's been away from the Thunder for that long either. Three years. But yeah, because we missed well, it was, basically a full season. What was the was the first year the bubble? Was that the first? No. PG was on the Clippers in the bubble, I think. Yeah, yeah, he was sitting the side of the backboard, of course. Because um, Kawhi won in Toronto the year before the bubble. That's right. So bubble was their first duo run. Yeah. And last. So far. <laughs> yeah, I think. That that's another one I, I do think. I hope they break up. Or if they don't get someone great, I hope they break up. I, do you think I really could couldn't. go there? Yeah, 100%. Definitely wouldn't take any shots. Nah, but if if you're if you want to contend, the Clippers are a very reasonable, fair, like you'd have to earn it, but you'd look good doing it, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see Kawhi back on the fucking court, to be honest with you. 
Maybe, maybe not. Speaking of guys who miss work. <laughs> he never gets enough credit for how he finesses teams. Everyone is talking about Ben Simmons all day, every day, but Kawhi's done the same thing. Kawhi's missed like five seasons of basketball. Yeah, bro. Kawhi has never lived up to any injury timeline ever. No, not once. That shit is weird. Bruised leg. I'll just miss 85 games. <laughs> Smart is trying to come back right now. With, I know. know. The same injury, <laughs> missing two games, and Kawhi's missed a full season. So It's weird because, like, maybe he – it's kind of weird because he's so frail that even when he played and wasn't missed – like, the Toronto run, he was hurt the whole run. He was hurt for almost the whole season, and then all of a sudden in the playoffs, he is healthy. He feels great. Well, you remember he missed like 20 games load managing. In the playoffs or the season? No, 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 no. During the season, remember, similar yeah, to the Grizzlies. More than 20. They were yeah. winning a lot of games without him. He missed every single back-to-back. Yeah. He, <laughs> Toronto he was like, like, you know, do what you want. We got you. Yeah, he only played like once a week. They said, fuck then. that. I want to go to L.A. <laughs> yeah, he's so wrong for that. <laughs> so wrong. I, I want to look up exactly Toronto. He played 60 games. So, yeah, he did miss 22 games. games. 22 games, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he had a knee injury the whole playoff run. It, they kept talking yeah. about, like, he's he's questionable – he, they'd see him on the sideline, like fucking icing the shit out of his legs. Yep. And then you know he'd limp after fucking posterizing somebody. Yep. And then he cooked in the finals. Yep. <clears throat> Kyrie's never played. I mean, not Kyrie. Kawhi's never played eighty games his whole career. That's sick. <laughs> Stephen A. talked about uh, Ben. Oh uh, no, about Kyrie missing those many games. Let me just read you Kawhi's games. And they play 82 games for those who are confused. He played 64 for a season, 58, 66, 64, 72, 74. That was his highest season ever. Uh, Then 9, then 60, then 57, then 52, and then all of this season he missed. Then 0 this season, so... Yeah, man, they be they be hating on AD, but Kawhi is right there. He is. He definitely is. All right. Well, that is the podcast. We've been extra long today. We covered a lot of things. Um, thank you for listening, as always. Uh, please subscribe. Follow us, No Clue Podcast, on Instagram. Um, Stay tuned for more coverage, playoff coverage. Um, Huge fight this weekend. Boxing fans. I know I don't have a lot of boxing fans on here, uh, but Canelo fights this weekend. Last weekend was a great fight weekend too, but I I just forgot to mention it on the pod. Uh, Yeah, so stay tuned. That's uh, Canelo and Bevel. I will uh, cover that next podcast. I think that's it. Uh, Good playoff so far. Great second round so far.
Yeah, man, I'm, I'm salty. I've been missing, and I've just from the stories and stats and stuff, the Champions League has been really exciting. Mm, yeah, I, I've been, uh, I've been Madrid, getting a lot of uh, Real Madrid's played well. It. Some of the Premier League teams have been battling, so sucks that yeah. I'm missing it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot going on, a lot going on. WNBA starts this week as well. Um, preseason was last week, but um, regular season games start this week. So sports is, it's going. Sports is doing its thing. Baseball has been great this season too. Baseball has yeah, been great. I'm so happy far. they survived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big things. All right. Um, Again, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.